Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chavches, Daf Koyach. Friends, we need Koyach. Why not? So Daf Chavches, Daf 28 of Masech Tzubis. Well, uh, we just kind of continue talking about, um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, whatever. We continue talking about like the Kohanim and uh, if they can't remain together out of concern for uh, raping and pillaging. And then, uh, yeah, we, we finished the uh, uh, second parak of Ksubis today. Well, let's get started with the Mishnah. Uh, and Avchav Zayin is about, you know, towards the bottom of Avchav Zayin is at the Mishnah. Omer B'zichai ben Akatsev. says B'zichai ben Akatsev, Amon Hazet. He's basically like swearing, right? I'm swearing by this house. I guess, well, like the base of Mikdosh. He's basically saying, I swear. Um says, Look, I'm telling you that I stayed with my wife the entire time from the time that those Nundiks came into the into Yerushalayim. Nothing happened. You know, we could, right? He's a Kayan and he says, Look, you know, she, nobody, nothing happened uh, to my wife and we can stay together. Amrulo. And they said to him, another made a look, a fellow a fellow cannot testify about himself and, and unfortunately we cannot trust your testimony and therefore you cannot remain married, says the Gemara. Tanavapichen and even so Bachatseru. Even though they couldn't remain married together, but uh, nonetheless he at least he gave her a house in his courtyard. What she would do is that whenever she would leave the courtyard, so she would be the first one of all her children to leave. So that the point was that they wanted to avoid a situation of yichud, of them being secluded in the same place in the chotzer. So therefore, if he was in the chotzer and she was in the chotzer and there were all the kids in the chotzer and all the kids left and she was and she was still there and it was just him and her, then they would be secluded in the same courtyard. So therefore, they always made sure to do the opposite that. When she would leave, she would leave first, followed by her children. And when she would come in, the children would come in first, and then she would come in, and you know they would always make sure that they were never in seclusion with uh, one another. What can can we do this by a grusha? Right, if a koyin uh, gets divorced, so he cannot remarry his wife who he divorced because he's not allowed to marry a divorcee. So what if a koyin gets divorced? Can he live in the same courtyard? As his uh, ex-wife, um, do we say Hosom who the Bishvuya a Caleb? Do we say that Davke when it come when it came to Rebbeschayev and Akatsev that it was a situation of a uh, of a Shvuya of somebody who's taken captive essentially? Um, so we're we're lenient there and we say that they could live in the same courtyard. but we would not say that by um, by what by divorce. Or maybe it makes no difference. And also, by divorce, they could live in the same chutzah, just make sure that they're not secluded together. Uh, we learn in a b'raise that if a fellow divorces um, his wife uh, and she gets remarried, they should not live in the same place. Because as we learned about Masech Yuvamis, that he might have this irresistible wink or like, uh, what was it? Uh, gestures of sorts and she won't be able to resist and then she'll get, you know, she'll come back to him. But uh, she can't because she got remarried. A whole mess. So, so if they get divorced and she gets remarried, they shouldn't live in the same area. 
and if he was a priest and they got divorced, even if she didn't get remarried, but they're divorced and they, and they cannot get remarried because he, he cannot marry a divorcee. They shouldn't live in the same mavui, in the same sort of uh, courtyard. Uh, not courtyard, like, how did we define mavui? Friends, remember Masech the Erevin? Oh, or did you forget? <laughs> what was a mavui, like uh, a thing, I guess? They can't live in like the same thing. You all remember what a mavoi is, right? Like the, the chatzers that open to the mavoi. Friends, I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. <laughs> now, if it was a, a small uh, uh, village, so... So Takam once happened. They were in a small village. They said, That we treat a small village like a mavoi. What if they live in the same place? Who's got to go? Oh, who's got to go? Does he got to go or does she got to go? Tashma come here. The Tanya, he need to me part of. Ha ha ha. She's got to go. Sorry. Vein who need to me panea. He doesn't have to go. But if she owns the space, if she owns the courtyard, well, then he's got to go. What if they both owned property in this courtyard? Now what? Who's got to go? Toshma, he nitches me ponup. What we just said, that she's got to go. Bemayaskinon, and what's the case where she's got to go? Ilemi bchotsu shalob, pshito. They were talking about where he owns the courtyard. Obviously, she's got to go, he owns the courtyard. Vele bchotsu shalob. So, what? Are you going to suggest that maybe she owns the courtyard? We said that if she owns the courtyard, then he's got to go. So, Elalab. Kiagavna, uh, rather, must be talking about this situation where they both own real estate in the courtyard, uh, and and we're saying that she's got to go. Dilma de Agur Meger, maybe they're both um, um, renting, and then she's got to go. But maybe if they both own, then she doesn't have to go. My Ave Alanu, what do we say? Toshma Hine Hashem mitaltelcho taltelo gover that that Davish is gonna I don't know throw you around like a, a wandering fellow. So that it's more difficult for a fellow to have to wander around than for a fellow to have to wander around. And therefore, um, so because the, it's, it's uh, the, the Nebuchadnezzar fellow, so the fellow, she has to uh, go find some other place. If when they were married, he borrowed from her, from her nichse melug, from the property that she brings into the marriage that belongs to her the whole time and that he could like, you know, enjoy the fruits, but, but ultimately she gets back that property at whatever value it is, whether it went up, whether it went down, uh, she retains that property. That's what the Nikhse Melug are. And if he borrowed from her, from the Nikhse Melug, um, and then they got divorced, so she cannot go, you know, they, they shouldn't, uh, he shouldn't pay her back in person. Rather, uh, you know, because we don't want them to, to to be secluded together. Rather, it should go by way of a messenger. Number of sheishes. We also the common If they came before us together in judgment, i.e., they came together, i.e., not with like a messenger or something. We don't even look at them. We don't listen to them. Papa says we excommunicate them. Says that we whip them. Of Nachman, Rabbi, says of Nachman that it was taught in Oval Rabbi. That's Davka when they got divorced after they were married. 
right? That in that case, we have to be concerned that if they come together, then they might, uh, yeah, you know, uh, sleep with, uh, you know, it might lead uh, to one thing to the next. But look, if they got divorced from Aresin, from engagement, but they never actually got married, they never actually lived together, so then, uh, then they can... Uh, uh, you know, just get paid back in person. She ain't libo gospel because he doesn't feel comfortable enough to her with her that it would lead to anything. How There was an engaged couple that came before Rav Yosef, Rav Ada Barmasna Kame, and Rav Ada Barmasna was dar in Oichet. Rav Ada Barmasna was also there. Uki Rav Shlucha Ben Tayu. So Rav uh, um, installed there a messenger to go, you know, to be between this couple so that. And you know nothing should lead uh, should lead to anything. Omer le Ravada Bamasna Omer of Nachman Tanabovar Abosi Vukhule. So Ravada Bamasna asks uh Rove, but what about Rav Nachman who says that he quotes from uh, the Bryce of Avar Abosi that it doesn't apply to engaged people, that we don't have to be concerned about anything by engaged people because they're not comfortable with each other enough yet. So Rav says, Yeah, but I can tell that uh, they feel comfortable enough with one another. Ikadami, the those who say is the opposite. Lo ki rav shleich bin tayum. Ravadavka did not put a messenger between them. Omen ravada b'masna. Ravada b'masna then says to Rav, neku mashtucha bin tayum. Why don't we put a messenger between them? Omelev, omer of Nachman, tanabav rabasi v'chule. To which Rav says, but doesn't Rav Nachman say that uh, we only have to be concerned from marriage, not from engagement? Omelev. So Ravada Bar-Masna then responded to Rav, That's when they don't feel comfortable enough. But we see here that they do feel comfortable with one another. So therefore we should have a messenger. Alright, so, uh, okay, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, these couples, they got divorced. And the question is, we want to avoid a situation where one thing might lead to the next. And you know what I mean. Alright. Says the new mission of Elu Neman and Lahoid Begodlan Mashro Bikutnan Bikutnan Bikutanan Bikotonon Bikotonon. It's like opals and bononos. You can pronounce it however the heck you want. Tomato, tanana, tomato, bikotnan, bikutnan, bikotonon, bikotinun, bakutanan. What other ways can you think of to pronounce that word? So these people are believed to testify when they get older that which they saw when they were younger. A fellow when he gets older is, is, is believed to say, look, uh, I recognize this signature. You know, when I was younger, I, you know, the signature that he rep- recognized from his father from when he was younger. And this is um, this is my uh, this is the this is the handwriting of my teacher. This is the uh, handwriting of my brother. I remember that at so and so's chasana, she went out with this hinuma. Remember we had different options what what a hinuma a hinuma was. It was like some kind of bridal canopy or something, and her hair was uh, down. Right, meaning to indicate that she's a besula. Um, and that a certain fellow, um, he would leave the cheder, he would leave the yeshiva, he would leave the school to go to the mikveh in order to be able to eat trume, i.e. that he's a koyin, and that he would divide 
with us, together with us, he would chaperain uh, trume, again indicating that he's a coin. Uh, also, a fellow could testify that when he was younger, he knew that this place was a base apras. We'll discuss it a little bit on Amud Beis, but we've seen uh, we've seen a base apras before. It's a place that basically has a status of tumadir abonon, right? There was a, a a corpse in a certain buried in a certain place, and then they plowed the field, and now the corpse is basically scattered among the field. Um, so these the little pieces, right? A bone bones are not metame be'ohel. Right, you would have to have like you know most of the uh, uh, minion or robinion. You'd have to have like the skull and the and the vertebrae, or at least most of the bones. But like over here, where it's kind of scattered, it's not matami ba'ol. It's matami b'mago masa. If you touch it, if you move it, so it's all whatever. We're gonna get to it on Amud Beis, but it's only tami midirabonon. Vadkan ayinu boyin b'shabes, and you could testify that when we were younger, we would only walk until a certain place on Shabbos. I.e., that's where the tchum Shabbos ends. But a fellow is not te- uh, trusted to say that when we were younger, so and so owned this path. That also that somebody owned some kind of uh, uh, place, uh, because that uh, we're going to get to in the Gemara. But that already has nafkaminas uh, monetary implications. Right? If you say so and so owns this property, so that's a, that 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 makes a big deal, a big difference. So therefore, we don't trust him based on when he was younger. Says the Gemara, Amr of Funabreder of Yeshua. Ua, says the Funabreder of Yeshua. What does he say? Vushayesh Gadol Imo. Okay, so when we say that this fellow can testify about what he witnessed when he was when he was younger, that's only if there is a, a somebody who can testify along with him who at the time was an adult. Utsricha, and we need all of these cases. We need to testify about his father's signature, about his teacher's signature, about his brother's signature, the Ashmu. Because if we only mention that he can testify about his father's signature, he's by his father all the time. He recognizes his father's signature. But not necessarily his teacher. And if we say that that he can testify about his teacher's signature, because he's in awe of his teacher. At least the way the art school explained it, you know, he wants to sort of be like his teacher. He's a role model. He looks up to his teacher and he recognizes his handwriting. But maybe not his father per se. And if you say father and teacher, his father that he's always by, and his teacher who he's in awe of, but his brother who he's not necessarily with all the time and who he's not necessarily in awe of. So, so, so I might say that he cannot testify uh, about his brother's signature that he witnessed when he was younger. Since being Mekayim Ashtar is Midrabonon, as Rashi points out that according to Eshlokish says, That having signatures on a document, it's as if uh, they gave their testimony in Bezdin, i.e. we don't technically need to uh, validate the signatures on a document. And therefore, since the validation of signatures on a document is a rabbinic construct, so the Rabbonon the said, look, we can even... Um, um, uh, trust somebody who's now an adult to testify about, uh, you know, based on his knowledge from when he was younger to testify about these um, signatures. Zohar Ayisi Beflonis Shiyotsu Binuma Verosha Perua. A fellow is testified, uh, is trusted to testify that when he was younger, he saw that a certain fellow uh, 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 went out to a chasana in these things that Dafka Besula would go out with. 
So my timer came to Rav Noshim Besulis Nisos How come we can trust um, a cotton to to testify uh, about this? Well, because since most um, since uh, mo- most uh, uh, girls when they get married they are besulas. And so therefore, we can already assume that she was a Basula. And here comes this guy and he's saying, yeah, and I remember that she went up, the signs that she, right, 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 things that only a Basula would do. So we could trust him because anyways, we assume that she was a Basula. Anyways, this is really just sort of like additional clarification. Also, we trust him uh, to say that a certain colleague of, of theirs, when he was in Cheder, when he was younger, uh, he would, is, is, uh, he, he would leave the cheder and they would go to the mikveh and then eat trume. So, you know, he could testify that this fellow is a coin. Vidilma evid koinu. But one second, how do you know that this fellow is a coin? Maybe he was the slave of a coin. And the slave of a coin is allowed to eat trume. Messiah the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Well, this Mishnah supports Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Dom Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. That a fellow is not allowed to send his slave to cheder. And therefore, from the fact that we're saying that he would leave Cheder to go to, uh, to the Mikveh, uh, if he was an Evid, he wouldn't have been in Cheder. Velo, one second. Uh, a, a fellow is not allowed to send his uh, slave to Cheder. Velotani, we learn in the Baisa. Love menu rabo. If his master borrowed money from him, from the slave. Or Shaso rabo apotrophis. Or he made, or his master made him an administrator. Over his uh, business dealings, or or the slave put on tefillin in front of his uh, 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 master, even though tefillin for an evidence is mitzvah essay shazman grama and he would be potter, or or if he read three verses in the synagogue, how is that lo you, you cannot assume that he's a free man, right? Meaning, if you see any of these signs, right, he puts on tefillin, reads Torah. So you cannot assume that he's a free man. You you have to still assume that he is a slave. So no. So we see that he's shakar shloshu psukim It sounds like right, he's going to synagogue. He's going, and we want to say he's going to cheder, right? He's right. Isn't this an indication that right that you can teach your your uh, slave uh, tear? So the ikri evan midaito. No, it's talking about no. The the slave did not go to cheder. He just knew how to read these psukim on his own. Kikaminon dekanoig bay. Minik bonim, and when we say, when Rabbi Yishuv Ben Levi says that uh, that uh, that uh, it's you're not allowed to teach your uh, slave um, Tere, it means you shouldn't send him to Cheder. He could learn on his own, you know, but um, but he shouldn't go. Uh, don't you shouldn't send him to Cheder, according to Rabbi Yishuv Ben Levi. The Mishnah said, "Lit bolecho betrume to to go to the mikveh to betrume betrume der abonon." So it's talking about rabbinic trume, right? So again, so he's only testifying about things that are midrash bonim. Sheicholik imanu ala goyrin, and that um, he would chaperain uh, with us by the uh, right. I mean, people would give us uh, trume, and he would be there as well. Vidilma evid koyenu. But one second, how do we know that the fact that this fellow would be given trume means that he's a coin? Maybe he's the slave of a coin. Tanan commander Omer in chokin trume leevid. Well. Our mission is assuming, like the opinion, that you don't do that. You don't give, as we learned to Masech Yivomis, that you don't, uh, the, this machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda that we're going to see in a second, about whether or not you can give a uh, truma to a slave. Ele imkein rabu imo. Right? That uh, according to our Mishnah, we would assume that you would not give 
Truma um, directly to a slave unless his master was with him, but not without the master. The Tanis we learn in a brayse and Chok and Truma the Eved that we do not give Truma to a slave Elam Ken Rabu Imo unless the master is present. The Rabbi Yehuda that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbi Yosi Omer says Rabbi Yosi Yochol Hushe Yomer Im Koyin Oni Tnuli Bishvil Atzmi. Rabbi Yosi says no. The slave can go to Chaparain Truma and say look. If I'm a coin, give it to me because I'm a coin. Vim Evid coin on and if I'm the slave of a co- of a coin, Tnuli Bishvil Rabbi, so give it to me for my master. Vim Ezel. So 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 um so our Mishnah is like the opinion of uh Rabbi Yehuda, who would say that you wouldn't give um um Truma to a uh Evid without his master. Okay? Fine. Um because in the place of Rabbi Yehuda, they would assume that uh, if you're eating chumas, so then you're a coin. But where Rabbi Yossi lived, I guess in Sipori, so they wouldn't assume that because you're eating chumas, you are a coin, and therefore, and therefore, you can have a slave go on chaparan chumas, and we won't assume that he's a coin; he might be a slave. Tanya, we learn in the Brisa, that I never testified. One time I testified, and because of my testimony, they 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 made a slave into a coin. Wait a second. How could it really be that Rabbi Lozer Rabbi on his account, they assumed that a slave was a coin? Even the animals of the righteous, the Ebrusher doesn't bring anything negative through them. Certainly, righteous people themselves, nothing negative will happen, right? This is a reference to the Chamorosh or Pinchas Ben Yoyer that we learned about Masech Tashkolim. The, um, the donkey of Pinchas Ben Yoyer that he would only eat tithed foods, right? So here you have an animal of, of a tzaddik that wouldn't even eat anything untithed. Certainly, tzaddikim themselves, nothing bad would come from them. So how could it be that, uh, that, uh, Rabbalazar, Rabbiosi, Gave testimony that led to a slave being treated as a coin. So Ella Bikshulalas Evidakuna Alpiv Alpi. no, they, they intended they they were going to uh, make a slave into a coin based on uh, my 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 based on what I had said, but it didn't actually happen. Chazabasid Rabyosi that he had saw where Rabyosi lives, he had seen um a a a, a Evid receive um um Truma. Now, where Rabbi lived, they didn't assume that because you got Truma, you were necessarily a coin. Then Rabbi Yosi then went and 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 gave the and gave this testimony where Rabbi Yehuda lived. Where did Rabbi Yehuda live? Where did Rabbi Yehuda live? Rabbi Yehuda. I don't know. Where did Rabbi Yehuda live? I'm not sure. Maybe like Yavne or something. Um, and where and where Rabbi Yehuda lived, they would assume that if you're eating chumas and you're a coin. So when uh, when Rabbi Lazar Bibiosi said, "Look, I saw this fellow Chaparain Truma," they automatically assumed that he was a coin, but that was wasn't really the case. That he was actually a slave. The Mishnah had said that we could trust this fellow to testify that from when he was younger that this place is a uh, Beisa Pras. So again, so, so what's a Beisa Pras? So a Beisa Pras is, um, it's a field. And in the field, there was a corpse that was buried. And, um, okay, so where the, obviously where the corpse is buried so is Tomei. And, but then they plow the field. And now the 
corpse is basically strewn throughout the field. We don't know where. There's bone, right? The flesh is decomposed. There's just bones. And now the bones are kind of scattered uh, throughout the field. We don't know where it is. So now, as I explained earlier, uh, bones are not matami, but ohel. So if you step over them, you don't become tami, only if you move them. So now, says the, uh, says the Gemara, Mishamakum Azabesapras, he testified, uh, he believed to say at this place, the Besapras, my time, how come? Because Besapras, they're abonun. Because the Besapras is only Tomimi, they're abonun. A person can simply just like essentially be careful in a base process. He can walk through this area as long as he like, you know, you know, blows away the dirt and, and make sure that there's like no loose bones over there. That if you have a base process that enough people have walked on it to kind of flatten it down and that there, you know, any bones would have been crushed and, you know, there's really nothing to be concerned about. So you can walk through it. My timer. Because if you have a a, 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 a a bone the size of a barley kernel, if enough people have walked on that ground, any bone the size of a barley kernel would have been broken down already and, and anyways not matame anyways. So, right, because it, right, it has to be at least the size of a, a barley kernel in order to be matame at all. And if it isn't that, so then it won't be matame even if you move it. Also, these people are believed to say that uh, when they were younger, they would walk in, until a certain place on Shabbos, and after that, it was beyond the Tchum Shabbos, because the author of our Mishnah assumes that Tchum Shabbos is Midrabonah. But they are not believed to say that when we were younger, so-and-so had some real estate over here, that also that a certain fellow owned a certain uh, real estate that they are not believed to say to, to, to talk about from when they were younger. My time outcome, because based on that testimony, we're then going to extract money, right? He's testifying about real estate. Real estate is value. So we cannot rely upon them for that. Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, Nemunatinok Lomar, a little fellow is believed to say, Kach Omar Li Abba, this is what my father said to me, that this family is pure, this family is impure. What is, what is, what families, how does a family become pure or impure? No, it means that this family is kosher, this family is possible, i.e., you know, is their lineage, uh, lineage, uh, uh, um, kosher apostle, can they marry people that you need special lineage to marry? That we ate by the ktsotse, of the daughter of so and so to so and so, and the Gemara is going to explain in a few minutes what a ktsatz is. And that we would bring chala and matnos kuna. Right, we talked about the zroy lechayim bekeva the other day. Right, the jaw, the cheek, and the stomach that they would give to the kohanim to eat. Right, i.e., he was saying that this fellow is a kohen. So he's believed if he himself brought these um, the chala and the matonis to the kohen. But he's not believed to, you know, say that uh, somebody else would uh, would have brought it there. No, he had to be the one to bring it. Now, in all of these cases, if when he witnessed this, he was an idolater, but then he converted to Judaism, or he was a slave and then he got freed, which makes him a yid, they're not believed if at the time uh, that they witnessed these things, they were either an Ovid Kocham or an, or an Evid.
and this uh, this kid is not believed to say that uh, so and so owns some real estate over here. Maimon they are believed. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca, hey, what's Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca going on? When he says that they're believed, well, they're believed about what? If it's talking about the last thing, right, to testify about real estate. Obviously, they're not uh, going to be believed about real estate. Afuki mamono, right, it's extracting money. We can't trust them about extracting money. No, it's Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca is referring to the first part. In all of these cases, um, of, of, of testimony, if they're an idolater and then they uh, converted to Judaism, or a slave who got freed, they are not believed. They are believed. So that's what Yochanan and Broca is arguing about. And Tanakama holds that well, if he was an idolater when he, when he witnessed these things, well, then he wasn't, he was an idolater at the time. He wasn't paying attention to the same extent, to the same level that uh, Yid would, would need to, would, would be paying attention for these testimony things. Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka Sava came in the diet of the Igure, made the Kavadaik. Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka says, look, since he was intending to convert to Judaism, so therefore he was sort of paying attention to these uh, things. Mike Tzotze. What's the Ktsotze, right? We talked about that uh, this little kid can testify that, that he was present at the Ktsotze. The Tana Rabbanu, the Rabbis taught Ketza Ktsotze. What's a Ktsotze? Echem in Aachen, Shinoso, Isha, Shenu, Genestof. You have a fellow, a brother, who marries a, a woman uh, from, uh, who was, he should, wasn't supposed to marry, maybe the lineage wasn't right. Boin b'nei Mishpoche, so the family comes, Mavin Chovas, Malay Paris, and they bring a barrel full of fruits, Vishovin also be and they break the barrel in the middle of the open area, in the, 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 the uh, open space, the, the plaza. And they say, Achenu Beis Yisrael, brethren, Shimu, listen, Achenu, our brother, Ploni, so and so, Nosisha Shena Ogeneslo, married a woman who we shouldn't have married, Umisyarim Anu Shemi Saiv Zarib Zarenu, and we're concerned that uh, his children were, will intermingle with our children. Bo Kulachim Dugma the Doris, come and take for yourselves a sample so you'll remember this. Shli Saiv Zarib Zarenu, that your, um, that, that his uh, seed should not mix with our seed. You know, we, we don't want to intermingle with, with his seed. And this is this Ktsotze thing. This is this uh, thing that the young child is, is, is believed to testify about. And uh, this breaking of the barrel out of, uh, uh, weddings that people aren't so excited about. Well, we'll come back to you, the Isha Shinis Armula. Friends, that was the Chofches of Mesechta Ksubis. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.